Act Three of Adelphi or the Brothers by Terence, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Third, Scene One. Enter Sostrata and Canthara from the house of the former. Prithee, my dear nurse, how is it like to end? Like to end, do you ask? And troth, right well, I trust. Her pains are just beginning, my dear. You are in a fright now, just as though you had never been present on such an occasion, never been in labor yourself. Unfortunate woman that I am. I have not a person at home. We are quite alone. Geta, too, is absent. I have no one to go for the midwife or to fetch Eskinus. <sighs> Faith, he'll certainly be here just now, for he never lets a day pass without visiting us. He is my sole comfort in my afflictions. Things could not have happened, mistress, more for the advantage of your daughter than they have, seeing that violence was offered her. So far as he is concerned, it is most lucky, such a person, of such disposition and feelings, a member of so respectable a family. It is indeed as you say. I entreat the gods that he may be preserved to us. They stand apart on seeing Geta. Scene 2. Enter Geta on the other side of the stage to himself hmm now such is our condition that if all were to combine all their counsels and to seek a remedy for this mischief that has befallen myself my mistress and her daughter they could find no relief oh wretched me so many calamities beset us on a sudden we could not possibly extricate ourselves violence Poverty, oppression, desertion, infamy. What an age is this? Oh, shocking villainy. Oh, accursed race. Oh, impious man. Unhappy me. How is it that I see Geta hurrying along thus terrified? Geta continuing. Whom neither promises, nor oaths, nor compassion could move or soften nor yet the fact that the delivery was nigh on hand of the unfortunate woman on whom he had so shamefully committed violence. Sostrata apart to Cantara. I don't well understand what he is talking about. Pray, let us go nearer to him, Sostrata. Geta continuing. Ah, oh, wretched me, I am scarcely master of my senses, I am so inflamed with anger. There is nothing that I would like better than for all that family to be thrown in my way, that I might give vent to all my wrath upon them while this wound is still fresh. I could be content with any punishment, so I might only wreak my vengeance upon them. First, I would stop the breath of the old fellow himself who gave being to this monster. Then, as for his prompter, Cyrus, out upon him... How I would tear him piecemeal! I would snatch him by the middle up aloft and dash him head downward upon the earth, so that with his brains he would bestrew the road. I would pull out the eyes of the young fellow himself and afterwards hurl him headlong over some precipice. The others I would rush along, drive, drag, crush, and trample them underfoot. But why do I delay at once to acquaint my mistress with this calamity? Moves as if going. Sostrata to Canthara. Let us call him back. Geta. 
Well, leave me alone, whoever you are. Tis I, Sostrata. Geta turning round. Why, where are you? You are the very person I was looking for. I was in quest of you. It's very fortunate you have met me. What's the matter? Why are you trembling? Alas, alas. My dear Geta, why in such haste? Do take breath. Quite. Pauses. Why, what means this quite? Undone. It's all over with us. Say then, I entreat you, what is the matter? Now? What now, Geta? Escanus? What about him? Has abandoned our family. Then I am undone. Why so? He has attached himself to another woman. Woe unto wretched me. And he makes no secret of it. He himself has carried her off openly from a procurer. Are you quite sure of this? Quite sure. I saw it myself, Stostrata, with these same eyes. Oh, wretched me! What is one now to believe, or whom believe? Our own Eschinus, the very life of us all, in whom all our hopes and comforts were centered, who used to swear he could never live a single day without her, who used to say that he would place the infant on his father's knees, and thus entreat that he might be allowed to make her his wife. Dear mistress, forbear weeping, and rather consider what must be done for the future in this matter. Shall we submit to it, or shall we tell it to any person? <laughs> Are you in your senses, my good man? Does this seem to you a business to be made known to anyone? I, indeed, have no wish for it. In the first place, then, that his feelings are estranged from us, the thing itself declares. Now, if we make this known, he'll deny it, I'm quite sure. Your reputation and your daughter's character will then be in danger. On the other hand, if he were fully to confess it, as he is in love with another woman, it would not be to her advantage to be given to him. Therefore, under either circumstance... There is need of silence. Oh, by no means in the world. I'll not do it. What is it you say? I'll make it known. Ah, oh, my dear Sostrata, take care what you do. The matter cannot possibly be in a worse position than it is at present. In the first place, she has no portion. Then, besides, that which was as good as a portion, her honor, is lost. She cannot be given in marriage as a virgin. This resource is left. If he should deny it, I have a ring which he lost as evidence of the truth. In fine, Geta, as I am fully conscious that no blame attaches to me, and that neither interest nor any consideration unworthy of her or of myself has had a share in this matter, I will make trial. What am I to say to this? I agree, as you speak for the best. You be off as fast as possible, and relate all the matter just as it has happened to her kinsman, Hegio, for he was the best friend of our lamented Simulus, and has shown a special regard for us. Geta aside. Ah, faith, because nobody else takes any notice of us. Do you, my dear Kinthara, run with all haste, and fetch the midwife, so that when she is wanted, we may not have to wait for her. Sostrata goes into the house, and exit Geta and Kanthara. Scene three. Enter Demia. Demia to himself. 
Utterly undone. I hear that Ctesipho was with Aeschines at the carrying off of this girl. This sorrow still remains for unhappy me. Should Aeschines be able to seduce him, even him who promises so fair to a cause of debauchery? Where am I to inquire for him? I doubt he has been carried off to some bad house. That profligate has persuaded him, I'm quite sure. But look, I see Cyrus coming this way. I shall now know from him where he is. But I faith he is one of the gang. If he perceives that I am looking for him, the rascal will never tell me. I'll not let him know what I want. Scene 4. Enter Cyrus at the other side of the stage. Cyrus to himself. We just now told the old gentleman the whole affair just as it happened. I never did see any one more delighted. Demia apart. Oh, Jupiter, the folly of the man. Cyrus continuing. He commended his son. To me, who put them upon this project, he gave thanks. Demia apart. I shall burst asunder. Cyrus continuing. He told down the money instantly and gave me half a minor besides to spend. That was laid out quite to my liking. Demia apart. Very fine. If you would wish a thing to be nicely managed, entrusted to this fellow. Cyrus overhearing him. Ah, Demia, I didn't see you. How goes it? How should it go? I cannot enough wonder at your mode of living here. Why, really silly enough, and to speak without disguise, altogether absurd. Calls at the door of Mysius' house. Dromo, clean the rest of the fish. Let the largest conger eel play a little in the water. When I come back, it shall be boned, not before. Is profligacy like this? As for myself, it isn't to my taste, and I often exclaim against it. Calls at the door. Stefanio, take care that salt fish is well soaked. Ye gods, by our trust in you. Is he doing this for any purpose of his own, or does he think it creditable to ruin his son? Wretch that I am, methinks I already see the day when Aeschines will be running away for want, to serve somewhere or other as a soldier. Oh, Demia, that is wisdom indeed. Not only to look at the present moment, but also to look forward to what's to come. Well, is this music girl still with you? Why, yeah, she's indoors. How now? Is he going to keep her at home? I believe so. Such is his madness. Is it possible an imprudent lenity in his father and a vicious indulgence really i am ashamed and grieved at my brother demea between you there is a great i do not say it because you are here present a too great difference you are every bit of you nothing but wisdom he a mere dreamer would you indeed have suffered that son of yours to act thus? I suffer him? 
would I not have smelt it out six months before you attempted it? Need I be told by you or your foresight? I pray he may only continue the same he is at present. Just as each person wishes his son to be, so he turns out. What news of him? Have you seen him today? What, your son? Aside. I'll pack him off into the country. To Demia. I fancy he's busy at the farm long before this. Are you quite sure he's there? What, when I saw him part of the way myself? Very good. I was afraid he might be loitering here. And extremely angry, too. Why so? He attacked his brother in the forum with strong language about this music girl. Do you really say so? Oh, dear. He didn't at all mince the matter, for just as the money was being counted out, the gentleman came upon us by chance and began exclaiming, Oh, Ishinus, that you should perpetrate such enormities, that you should be guilty of actions so disgraceful to our family. Oh, I shall weep for joy. By this you are not squandering your money only, but your reputation. May he be preserved to me. I trust he will be like his forefathers. Weeping. Cyrus aside. Heyday. Cyrus, he is full of these maxims. Cyrus aside. Strange indeed. He had the means at home of learning them. I do everything I can. I spare no pains. I train him up to it. In fine, I bid him look into the lives of men as though into a mirror, and from others to take an example for himself. Do this, I say. Quite right. Avoid that. Very shrewd. This is praiseworthy. That's the thing. That is considered blamable. Extremely good. And then, moreover... Upon my honour, I have not the leisure to listen to you just at present. I have got some fish just to my taste, and I must take care that they are not spoiled. For that would be as much as a crime in me as for you, Demia, not to observe those maxims which you have just been mentioning. And so far as I can, I lay down precepts for my fellow servants on the very same plan. This is too salt, that is quite burned up, this is not washed enough, that is very well done. Remember and do so another time. I carefully instruct them so far as I can to the best of my capacity. In short, Demia, I bid them look into their saucepans as though into a mirror, and suggest to them what they ought to do. I am sensible these things are trifling which we do, but what is one to do? According as a man is, so must you humour him. Do you wish anything else? Uh, that more wisdom may be granted you. You will be going off into the country, I suppose? Directly. For what should you do here, where, if you do give any good precepts, no one will regard them? Goes into Mesius' house. Scene 5. Demia alone. I certainly will be off, 
as he on whose account I came hither has gone into the country. I have a care for him. That alone is my own concern, since my brother will have it so. Let him look to the other himself. But who is it I see yonder at a distance? Isn't it he, Joe, of our tribe? If I see right, I faith, it is he. Ah, a man I have been friendly with from a child. Good gods, we certainly have a great dearth of citizens of that stamp nowadays, with the old-fashioned virtue and honesty. Not in a hurry will any misfortune accrue to the public from him. How glad I am to find some remnants of this race even still remaining. Now, I feel some pleasure in living. I'll wait here for him, to ask how he is and have some conversation with him. Scene 6 Enter Hegio and Geta, conversing at a distance. Oh, immortal gods, a disgraceful action, Geta. What is it you tell me? Such is the fact. That so ignoble a deed should come from that family. Oh, Aeschines, assuredly you haven't taken after your father in that. Demia, apart. Why, surely he has heard this about the music girl. That gives him concern. Though a stranger... This father of his thinks nothing of it. Ah, me. I wish he was somewhere close at hand to overhear this. Unless they do as they ought to do, they shall not come off so easily. All our hopes, Hegio, are centered in you. You we have for our only friend. You are our protector, our father. The old man, Simulus, when dying, recommended us to you. If you forsake us, we are undone. Be aware how you mention that. I neither will do it, nor do I think that, with due regard to the ties of relationship, I could. Demia, apart. I'll accost him. Approaches Hegio. Hegio, I bid you welcome right heartily. Hegio, starting. Oh, you're the very man I was looking for. Greetings to you, Demia. Why, what's the matter? Your eldest son, Aeschines, whom you gave to your brother to adopt, has been acting the part of neither an honest man nor a gentleman. And what has he been doing? You knew my friend in years made similis. Why not? He has debauched his daughter, a virgin. Ha! Huh. Stay, Demir, you have not yet heard the worst. Is there anything still worse? Worse by far, for this indeed might in some measure have been born with. The hour of night prompted him. Passion, wine, young blood, it is human nature. When he was sensible of what he had done, he came voluntarily to the girl's mother, weeping, praying, entreating, pledging his honor, vowing that he would take her home. The affair was pardoned, hushed up, his word taken. The girl from that intercourse became pregnant. This is the tenth month. He, worthy fellow, has provided himself, if it please the gods, with a music girl to live with. The other he has cast off. Uh, do you say this for certain? The mother of the young woman is among us. The young woman, too. The fact speaks for itself. This getter, besides, according to the common run of servants, not a bad one, or vital habits. He supports them, alone maintains the whole family. Take him, bind him, examine him upon the matter. Aye, faith, put me to the torture, Demia, if such is not the fact. Besides, he will not deny it. Confront me with him. Demia aside. I am ashamed, and what to do or how to answer him, 
I don't know. Pamphila, crying out within the house of Sostrata. Ah, me! I am racked with pains. Juno, Lucina, bring aid. Save me, I beseech thee. Hold. Is she in labor, pray? No doubt of it, Hegio. Ah, she is now imploring your protection, Demir. Let her obtain from you spontaneously what the power of the law compels you to give. I do entreat the gods that what befit you may at once be done. But if your sentiments are otherwise, Demir, I will defend both them and him who is dead to the utmost of my power. He was my kinsman. We were brought up together from children. We were companions in the wars, and at home, together, we experienced the hardships of poverty. I will therefore exert myself, strive, use all methods, and find laid down my life rather than forsake these women. What answer do you give me? I'll go find my brother, Hijo. The advice he gives me upon this matter, I'll follow. But, Demia, take you care and reflect upon this. The more easy you are in your circumstances, the more powerful, wealthy, affluent, and noble you are, so much the more ought you with equanimity to observe the dictates of justice, if you would have yourselves esteemed as men of property. Go back now. Everything shall be done that is proper to be done. It becomes you to act thus. Geta, show me to Sostrata. Follows Geta into Sostrata's house. Demia to himself. Not without warning on my part have these things happened. I only wish it may end here, but this immoderate indulgence will undoubtedly lead to some great misfortune. I'll go find my brother and vent these feelings upon him. Exit. Scene 7. Enter Hegio from Sostrata's house and speaking to her within. Be of good heart, Sostrata, and take care and console her as far as you can. I'll go find Michio, if he's at the forum, and acquaint him with the whole circumstances in their order. If it is so that he will do his duty by you, let him do so. But if his sentiments are otherwise about this matter, let him give me his answer, that I may know at once what I am to do. Exit. End of Act 3